அலமது لا يؤمن احدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن احدكم حتى يحب لاخيه ما يحب لنفسه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبحت الله ما اكرم ردنا الناس everything about this insan relates primarily to his heart physically also and more than anything else spiritually the insan it is what his heart is all about that will determine what kind of person he is the various qualities that are required in an insan are all in the heart generosity is required it's in the heart sincerity is required that too is in the heart humility is a necessity that a person should inculcate within him that he should be humble this is in the heart and all the other various qualities forgiveness kindness love compassion and all the things that are desirable these are all qualities that reside in the heart this becomes a condition of the person and he then is driven by what is in his heart to act in that manner that compassion in his heart makes him now move towards helping others he sees somebody in distress he cannot just walk past he cannot just ignore it he is driven to do something to assist the person because of what is in his heart he has an issue of some sort with somebody but then what is in his heart that forgiveness that is in his heart cannot allow him to be at rest until he has cleared his heart of it forgiven and forgotten and moved on so as insan he also gets affected sometimes for a while but then he cannot remain like that because his heart drives him to move on from this and likewise because of that humility within him which resides in his heart which is the condition of his heart so that dictates how he conducts himself how he reacts to people how he does day to day things that humility now drives him to be a very humble servant of allah taala not to be proud not to be arrogant not to deal in a way that is going to now become zulm and oppress others and unfortunately if the heart is devoid of these qualities then the opposite of it will start finding place in place of your humility 
pride and arrogance will come. That pride and arrogance resides in the heart. Then it manifests itself through the tongue, how the person talks. It manifests itself through his actions, through his walk. Quran Sharif declares this. وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَاحَ Don't walk proudly and boastfully on the earth. إِنَّكَ لَن تَخْرِقَ الْأَرْضِ وَلَن تَبْلُغَ الْجِبَالَ طُولًا the manner of walking, the way it seems as if the person feels like he's going to be able to tear the earth apart. Allah Ta'ala says, Lam ard. No matter how you might be and how strong you might be in your might and whatever it seems you have, but your walk can't split this earth. And neither can you reach the height of the mountains. You're walking very tall. Well, how tall? Trying to make yourself above everybody else, but how far above? You can't compare to the mountain. Forget the mountain on small hill you can't compare to. But if that arrogance, that pride found its way in the heart, then that will manifest itself in the day-to-day things, in how a person walks, how he talks, how he handles situations, how he handles himself if he is irritated by something, he is provoked. All this is dictated to by what's in the heart. So all these are things of the heart. So there are many, many things. But Imam Abu Hanifa, he selected five ahadith. That this, if a person brings these five things in his life, this is the gist and the core of deen. And if this is there, then everything else will fall into place very easily. If this is there, it's like the foundation already in place, ready for the building to now be erected. But if this is missing, then there's no foundation, how are you going to build anything? So now there's various details in this, the various hadith that he selected, a person of that depth and that insight, that expertise, that faqahat, and that juristic mind that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with, that he deduced these masail, thousands of masail from the Quran and Sunnah, and codified them, and a vast amount of dunya, and the people of dunya from that time to now, follow the fiqh. So he selected this, this selection is not just a surface kind of thinking, very deep, very very comprehensive selection is made. Out of those five ahadith, the one hadith that he has selected, and likewise later on, Imam Abu Dawud, one of the great muhaddithin, the compiler of Sunan Abu Dawud, one of the Siha Sitta. So he selected four ahadith, this is one of those four as well. So this hadith sharif, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه Now this is all about the heart. None of you is a believer. Now this expression is a very very strong expression. Person is not a believer. Now in the light of the Quran and Sunnah, it is clear ND862943 said Jetta blocking a driveway. ND862943 Jetta. So this is 
in the light of the Quran and Sunnah, a person's Iman is nullified by harboring Kufr and Shirk, by negating any fundamental belief, by adopting something that negates Iman or by rejecting something that is necessary in the life of a mu'min, rejecting the sub-compulsory aspect in deen, all this constitutes kufr, constitutes a negation of iman. But if a person is doing something which is a sin, a major sin, Allah forbid, it's a serious thing, very serious matter. But he recognizes, acknowledges that this is wrong, this is a sin. He is not saying that this is halal. He is accepting that this is my weakness, this is a sin. Then, no matter how serious that sin might be, but it is not kufr. It doesn't make a person a disbeliever. So now in this hadith sharif, what is being mentioned thereafter, is not something that is related to belief. It's related to something of amal. لا يؤمن أحدكم حَتَّى يُحِبَّ لِأَخِيهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ That though this is primarily in the heart, it will then surface in various ways in Amal. That a person, none of you is a believer until he loves for his fellow Muslim what he loves for himself. Until he loves for his fellow Muslim what he loves for himself. Now this is not part of any articles of faith. Rather this is something to do with akhlaq. Akhlaq is also an amal. It's an amal of the heart. So this itself doesn't constitute kufr. That if a person is not fulfilling this, na'uzubillah, he lost his iman entirely. But the expression is very strong. It is as if that a person's iman is being negated. But that is not what is being expressed here. But this very strong expression is to jolt a person. That look, if your iman is in place, together with your iman, your ibadat is in place, mashallah, you're performing your five times salah, you're waking up for fajr in the cold winter morning, you're waking up in the early summer morning, you're making your isha salah, you're waking up for tahajjud also, excellent. Mashallah, very good. Likewise, apart from your farz ibadat, there's so much of nawafil, tasbihat, tilawat, excellent. Together with all this, you are very charitable, very generous, Alhamdulillah, very good. And together with that as well, you are engaging yourself in various efforts of deen, serving deen, whichever way you can, Alhamdulillah, that too is very good. But remember with all these things and many, many more, if everything else is in its place, but if this is not in your heart, that you love for your fellow Muslim what you love for yourself, then this is such a great deficiency that it is expressed in such a strong manner as if your Iman got shaken. But everything else in place, but this is a problem, that this is a very serious problem. Not that the Iman is gone, but it is such a serious problem that the expression is so strong, that as if the Iman is gone. It's meant to jolt a person that he must sit up and take note. It must be like a bolt of lightning hitting him. That what is my Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying to me? 
And if I don't have this, my iman is affected. So this is meant to be the reaction. The reaction that is expected. So if this is not negating iman, then obviously, though it's not negating iman, it's something very, very deep, very serious, very major, that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is expressing it in such a way. Now, as we mentioned that the great muhaddithin and great fuqaha personality like Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullahi he's selecting five ahadith that constitute the core of deen. First hadith that he selected was innamal a'malu bin niyad. That actions are based on the intention. Now that importance of that is obvious. Person can do the best of action but he is doing it for some ulterior purpose, doing it with the wrong motive, wrong intention. No matter how good that action is, but it is zero. Forget zero, it will become a burden. The very famous hadith sharif of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when he would narrate it, he would fall unconscious. And after several tries, he would then eventually manage to narrate it. That on the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will bring the person who was very generous and the person who was very learned and the person who was a martyr. And each one will be asked what you did for. I gave you all these bounties, what you did. One person will say, I spent all in the, your path and I was helping out in the cause of deen. And it will be said to him, all this was just a lie. It was all just done in order to attract the praises of people and to make a big show about it. And as a result, he'll be thrown into Jahannam. Then the person who was very learned and Allah that blessed with knowledge, he'll be asked what you did. He says, well I thought so much of deen and I did this and I did this to t- get people towards you. And the answer will come, all oh, this is a lie. It was all done to just make people have some good words for you. And so that it may be said that you are a very learned person. And then likewise the martyr, he'll be asked what you did. He says, I gave my life. I gave my life for deen. So you're also lying. It was all just done so that the people could say this is a martyr. What a brave person. And all will be dragged on their faces and thrown into Jahannam. One Hadith Sharif it stated that the fire of Jahannam will be kindled with them. Now such great amal, forget getting zero out of it, it went deeply in the red. It became worse than anything else. So this is what is referred to, that these are the things that are the core of deen. That if this is not in place, everything is lost. So just as niyat, if niyat is not in place, that ibadat is gone, that muamalat will be done all in a wrong manner, because it will always be with the wrong motive and intention. And likewise, whatever good a person does, everything will be then nullified because of the wrong intention. Likewise, when it comes to this hadith sharif, this has been selected as one of the five ahadith, can be imagined, thousands and thousands of ahadith, and five are being selected as the core of deen. Out of the five, this is one. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه. So often, mashallah, we make an effort to try and inculcate many things in our life, especially a person now, some consciousness has come in the heart that I need to now improve in deen, I need to move ahead, I need to rectify myself. We start thinking about Islam, we want to make our Islam, we want to now acquire Islam. But Islam is not just a selection of a few things here and there. Islam is a completely comprehensive aspect. It encompasses everything of a person's life. His external side as well. His internal side as well. 
and the internal side is what really drives everything. So now his heart has to be infused with the essence of this Hadith Sharif. That لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسي. You are not a believer. Now the Muhaddisin will explain to us and what it means that his Iman is not perfect, rather a very deficient. Not that it is a negation of Iman entirely. The person is not a good believer. Until he loves for his fellow Muslim what he loves for himself. Now what does this mean? That until he loves for his fellow Muslim what he loves for himself. Does it mean that whatever he possesses and he loves now, his heart is attached to it, his house, his car, his business, his possessions and whatever else. So now till he doesn't love it for anybody else in the sense that take it and pass it all over to the person, then his iman is incomplete, his iman is deficient, so now he must take everything and give it away to somebody else. So if that was what was required, then that will apply then to the next person too. Now this person took everything and gave it away, he got nothing. So that person now must love it for him, give it back to him also. So this, this will never finish off then. That's not what referred to. So what does it refer to? So there are various dimensions of this. The one dimension of it is the dimension of treatment. What kind of treatment does a person love for himself? Till he doesn't love that same kind of treatment for others, his Iman is very, very deficient. What kind of treatment he loves for himself? He loves the kind of treatment that is treated with respect, treated with honor, treated in a respectable manner that if he goes somewhere then he's not just shunned, he's welcomed. That if he makes a mistake then he is corrected in a nice way, he's not humiliated, he's not made a mockery of, he's not just now Somewhere he slipped up and then all over the place on social media it's being splashed, this person what he did. He loves all this for himself, that this is how he must be treated. Must be treated with some dignity. So till he doesn't love the same for others, then there's something very seriously wrong. Very seriously wrong. He wants this respect for himself and he's wishing for somebody else's disgrace. He loves this, that he should be honored and treated in a dignified manner and he's hoping that that person is treated in a humiliating way. Somebody must humiliate him, somebody must make a mockery of him and if nobody else seems to be worried about that, or nobody seems to be doing that, so he will somehow try to instigate something, try to put somebody up, that this is now what you should do, it will be really you know, good fun for you. The whole idea he wants is so somebody else becomes a laughing stock. Somebody else is humiliated. Somebody else is disgraced. That is a very serious malady within the heart. So when he loves this treatment for himself, that he should be treated with respect, with honor, he shouldn't be run down, he shouldn't be humiliated. He made a mistake, somebody talked to him nicely, explained to him well. Don't start off with the first line being that what a stupid fellow you are. That's the first line we often use. Haven't seen a bigger fool than you. That's the first line. That correction yet hasn't come. 
but all the various very very hurtful things that will come first as a result of it sometimes that opportunity for that correction won't even come because that already that will now provoke a problem in a fight and an argument so if that was genuine that a person wanted to correct somebody that never came because this was his manner of speaking but if you turn the tables around and if somebody spoke to him like that then what happens to him and what becomes his condition how high his pressure goes then and how red his eyes become now what happened now suddenly so how can you talk to me like that so when somebody talks to us then how can you talk to me like that but i can talk to anybody how i want i can just run anybody down i can say hurtful things i can just humiliate anybody pick on somebody's uh parents pick on their family pick on somebody's color pick on somebody's language pick on somebody's lifestyle and habits obviously what is within the limits of deen and that is what we will obviously always uphold what is outside the limits of deen something is wrong is wrong but how do we go about things so this is the first aspect the first dimension treatment very very simple to remember one word treatment and if we not having the same standard that we have for us we don't have the same standard for others then we are in deep need of treatment in other words we don't what treatment we want for ourselves that good treatment we not desiring the same for others then we need treatment for this malady we need ilaj treatment there was a very great personality in deoban hazrat sayyid azhar hussein sahab rahmatullah alayh of this aspect about this heart wishing good for everybody and treating everybody in that manner that wishing the best for everyone now this was a time when in india at the time prior to the partition before pakistan and india were separate countries so prior to that there was a very huge political situation in india among the muslims very major and there were senior people on both sides of that matter some were very strongly in view of the partition of india and some other very senior kabir of the time were of the view very strongly that partitioning india is going to be a negative for the mu'minin for the believers for the muslims this should never happen because this is not going to be in the best interest of the muslims it's going to be a problem is going to cause harm to islam in to the millions of people who are not going to be able to move anywhere they're going to be have to remain where they are and they're going to become really targets of all the problems thereafter so this became a very very hot issue now this became a hot issue everywhere any case in that time in deoban the senior most personality at that time was at maulana hussein ahmed badri rahmatullah alaihi and everybody regarded him as the senior most personality of the time in that place his view was very strongly that there should be no partitioning of india should remain one and he very strongly worked for it fought for it there were some others who were of the view that no this must not be the case 
this should be partitioned, Pakistan should be formed. So now at that time, among the personalities that were of this view, one of the senior most personalities at that time was Marshal Ali Thanvi Rahmatullah And in Deoban was this great Alim, Sayyid Azhar Hussein Sahib Rahmatullah who was also of this view that India should be partitioned. Now these both personalities are in the same place. And this is a very, very serious matter that came up. In any case, in that time, now this carried on for a good amount of time, some years went past. There was a drought at that time. Severe drought. And in Deoban, it was finally decided that everybody should go out to perform Salatul Istisqa. So now, everybody went out, and like any other issue, some people align themselves to one personality and somebody to the other, whoever they feel that, who they have that affinity with and feel that person is now, got the view that is now more preferable view, so they follow it. So, many people align to one view, many people align to the other view. But when this issue came of going to perform Salatul Istisqa, that, all that difference and difference of view was all restricted to the issue. That the issue was about whether India should be partitioned or not, that's where that gets left. That doesn't get spilled over into other things. So now the time came for Salatul Istisqa, so everybody went out for Salatul Istisqa, and the senior most personality in Deoban at that time was Mawlana Hussain Ahmad Badli Rahmatullah So they put him forward. All, everybody was unanimous. No, he must make the Salatul Istisqa. And all would perform the Salah behind him. So in any case, he performed the Salah one day. The next day, second time, second day, still no sign of any rain. The third day, everybody came out to perform Salatul Istisqa, or whichever number of days had passed in between first. This other personality, Hazrat Sayyid Azhar Hussain Sahib Rahmatullah Alayhi, also a very great alim. And he was the person of the opposing view on this political matter. So now when Mawsin Ahmadi Rahmatullah was about to go ahead to lead the Salatul Istisqa, he asks from the Shaf there that, today can I lead the Salat? Now he's the personality who is holding the opposing view. Now he's asking, can I today lead the Salatul Istisqa? So Madhi Rahmatullah turned to him, smiled and he said, by all means, you come. So he came forward and he led the Salatul Istisqa and everything was done. Among the people that were present at that, in that gathering was Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah who was a student of Sayyidah Hussain Rahmatullah who later became the Grand Mufti of Pakistan. He says this I was totally bewildered. Because Sayyid Azhar Hussain Sahib Rahmatullah even if somebody had to insist upon him to perform even this Maghrib Salat, that too he won't accept. He'll decline. Put somebody else forward. So after somebody insists also he won't accept, today he requested. Nobody even suggested it, nobody offered it. Of his own accord, he requested. This is totally against the norm. There's some secret behind this. So after everything was over and everybody went back home, so he went along his Ustad's house, and then after sitting over a while and so on, they said, what was the issue today? You never ever lead the Salah, you are never ready to become the Imam. Somebody insists on you too, you don't want to take the Imamat at all. Today of your own accord, you ask to be the Imam. 
to lead the Salatul Istisqa. So he said, oh, no, I just felt like doing it. These were the personalities that they would do great things and hide it. Not to make a great uh, advert of it. They will hide it. So he persisted. No, no, this is not just something came to your mind at that time that you felt. You don't make, you don't take the imamat despite people insisting on you. Today you requested to be the imam. There was something behind it. What was it? So eventually when he kept on asking him, he finally relented and he said, look, the issue was that the first day there was no rain, second day no rain, and it was looking very clear, the signs were all there. And these are people Allah Ta'ala inspires in their hearts something. So I could see the indications that no rain is going to come now. At that time it crossed my mind that this is a major political matter. People are divided on two sides here. And you get all kinds of people everywhere. Now if the third day also has Madni performed the Salatul Istisqa, every day it was him alone and no rain came, you'll get some foolish person from our side making some comments. And you see why the rain didn't come? Because he made the Salat. So I decided rather now on this end people regard me as the senior so rather I take one day so now it will balance it out they can't blame him maybe it was me that if the rain didn't come the rain didn't come because of me so I should rather become a safeguard for my fellow Muslim that people don't make him a target of these kind of comments subhanallah what a heart that a person in the height of a difference of view where it's a very very hot topic, hot issue very very strong views and in the midst of all that la yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsi that is still well and alive in their hearts that didn't diminish anywhere that view, difference of opinion different views in its place in its kept in its sphere but the hearts, hearts clean as ever Hearts filled with this compassion, this kindness, this well-wishing, well-wishing for everybody. This is the way that these people reach that height that they reached. It didn't just happen that by chance they just flew to some point and went away. So this, this is the one dimension about wishing well for everybody, good treatment for everyone. And together with this is the aspect of that this is meant to totally annihilate this hasad and jealousy. Totally uproot any kind of jealousy for anyone. Because a person who harbors this jealousy, then he's not wishing well, he's wishing ill for the person. He can't be wishing well. Wishing well is a different matter. There were those personalities, Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah has written about one person who his house got infested with rats. Now that becomes a major problem. Forget becoming infested with rats. One rat somehow finds its way into that house. It can create havoc. Now there's so many rats. And obviously it creates a lot of damage. A lot of harm. A lot of problem. So now he's sitting with people. His friends or somebody. And he started mentioning this in passing now. It's a real problem now. This. Rats have become quite a problem. So one of the friends said to him, very simple, what you are making such an issue about? The very, very simple remedy for this. The simple remedy is you bring one cat into the house. Bring one cat into the house and that will be the end of the rats. 
So any case, some days pass, and again he's complaining about the rats. That hey, these rats really are making a problem now. So again told him the very simple remedy, bring one cat into the house, that will be the end of the rats. After some time again he starts complaining about the rats, say, well don't talk about the rats anymore now, because he's giving you the simple remedy, but you don't want to take it. So now when this happened, and now they, he said, look, that remedy is very simple, I can also take, in no time I can adopt this remedy. But the issue is, when I bring that cat into the house, and the rats start now disappearing, where are they going to disappear? They're going to go into my neighbor's houses. So I ripped the problem from my house, but then I passed it on to my neighbors. Is that a reasonable thing to do? Is that good? If I don't, if I love that my house should be free of this rats, I must love the same for my neighbors also. So how can I now just undertake such a procedure that will relieve me but put them into difficulty? So I can also do that. In no time I can bring one cat. But that's not the way that I want to go about it. It's hard. And wishing well for everyone. Hazrat Sri Shakti Rahmatullah very great, pious personality. He had bought some consignment of some kind of nuts, like almonds, no, something, some different type of nut, loaves. So in any case, he bought it for 60 dirhams. Some amount of it, whatever it was, like a bag full, whatever it might have been. So 60 dirhams. And now when he bought it for 60 dirhams, he wrote upon it that this will be 3 dirhams, uh, 60 dinars, 3 dinars will be the profit on this. And anybody who comes to buy it, it will be 3 dinars. So 60 dinars I bought it for, 3 dinars is the profit. So 63 dinars I'll sell it for. It happened that just in that time, the price of that jumped up to, for that same amount of what he bought for 60 dinars, that was now worth 90 dinars. So now it was 90 dinars, and now that agent who was buying and selling this, the broker, he happened to come by because he knew that he had this, and he told him that, are you se uh, selling this? He said, yes, I'm selling it. He said, are you aware that the price has gone to 90 dinars? So he says, well, no, first he asked him that, how much are you selling it for? He said, 63 dinars. He said, are you aware that this is not anymore the same price? The price in the market has jumped up. It's now 90 dinars. So he says, look, I've already made a pact between myself and Allah Ta'ala by fixing this profit. I'm not going to break that. Whereas it wasn't something compulsory for him. But now I have already put this, that I bought it for 60, so now a fair profit that I will get out of it is what I want. So I have already declared that I'm going to sell it for 63. I'm not going to break that. So you know, buy it for 63, you can take it. That agent turned around and said, I already made a pact with myself as well. That I will never pay anybody less than the market price. So you don't want to sell it for 90 and some profit, I'm not going to buy it. He didn't sell it for 90, that person didn't buy it for 63. That sale didn't happen because each one had this, such a sense of well-wishing for the other. That now this thing is worth 90 in the market, this person wants only 63, I can't take it for that. I need to give him the market price. And that person wants to give him for much lesser because that's what he bought it for. He already made sufficient profit out of it. Now neither was it haram for this person to sell it for 95 and neither was it haram for this person to buy it for 63. But there was a heart. There was something else in their hearts. There was something ajib, something really 
with that heart was brimming with this it was living this hadith sharif la yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsihi the person is not a genuine mu'min until he loves for his fellow muslim what he loves for himself now these are just few examples there are so many different applications of this in day to day life different levels of this one level of it is that a person sees something by somebody then he doesn't desire that being removed from him that is part of this jealousy he has something which he cannot share with somebody he has something which he can't just pass on to someone he has a house he's living in his house it's not just something that he can just now okay somebody doesn't have a house give it to him but his heart must wish that allah taala bless me with this house inshallah allah taala bless him also not that he is indifferent to that person's plight but that person is living in that shack it's up to him now at least that feeling must be in the heart allah taala bring him also to the point where he has a decent dwelling la yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhi ma yuhibbu li nafsi all this is part of the application of this hadith so in day to day life within the four walls of our homes in our businesses in interaction with people in general every aspect of life there is an application for this this is why this is among just the five ahadith of so many thousands of ahadith one of the five is this hadith sharif because it has such far reaching implications such far reaching applications also so this is what this islah is all about inculcating these qualities in the heart making the heart a heart making the heart a heart the ahlullah or hazrat rahmatullah alayhi so often quote mention this that the ahlullah in urdu they are called ahle dil and even in other languages it's somebody expressed ahle dil people of hearts so he should then explain that people of hearts hearts everybody has a heart let alone people even animals have hearts so what is this that ahle dil people with hearts is obviously a figurative expression people whose hearts have truly become hearts people whose hearts are connected to allah taala people whose hearts have become filled with this beautiful qualities and who have become cleansed from the qualities that are very base very mean that rather than wishing well for others a person is now planning how to that half slice somebody else has how i can add it to my loaf somebody else has half a slice but how can i add it to my loaf already and forget loaf to my whole crate so that becomes the way so now whereas forget that is a very long zamana way just to finish off on this incident one person which some occasion previously we have discussed this one person had gone for umrah and he had to there was a delay in the flight he had got stuck in jeddah for a couple of days so now he was stuck in one hotel room there so one day he is standing and looking over out of the window that was facing the back streets small little lane gully there was small little like roadside stalls lined up on the whole road so now from the top he is observing what's going on down so that's a common thing perhaps now not so common but up to very recently was still very common somebody some shop owner stall owner he needed something to go for something he'll just leave everything as is and go away he come back after one hour unattended left open and he'll be gone some might just string one piece of 
cloth over that and they gone. So this person also needed one of those store owners needed to go for something, he went away. Now that place is left unattended, nobody there. And this person is observing, some person came, customer, and he came and stood there. Now he looked at something, and it's obvious now he wants to buy that, but there's nobody to serve him. Now from across the road, small little gully, there was another store owner there standing in his shop. It's quiet. So he's also observing this. This person came and he's standing there. So he hopped over his small, small little counter. Hopped over a small counter and walked across the road. And went and hopped into that person's shop. Well, whatever, some like a small counter must be there as well. And then he served that person that item. And took that money and left it. He could, now observing, he put that money under that person's whatever was kept there on that table. And then he jumped back and he came across to his shop. And what's a common thing there is that some place somebody is selling, for example, fruit or vegetables, that whole line, everybody is selling the same thing. Somebody is selling material, everybody is selling the same thing. So this person was stocking the same items. He was stocking the same items, roughly, more or less. But he didn't call the customer that you come here. That just what I really now, my luck, that person went away, so now I can call him here. He decided since he went there, let me help my brother. So he went across to help his brothers, did the sale for him. And came back to his empty shop and stood here. Now this is that same lesson. This is that legacy that came down. That legacy of having a heart. So this is very very fundamental to this Islam. That we develop these qualities, we ponder over it, that how much of this we have inculcated in ourselves, because this then goes deep down into every aspect of mu'amalat, mu'asharat and akhlaq. That quality goes into everything of all a person's akhlaq, his mu'asharat, his social life and his mu'amalat as well. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala bless us with all beautiful and noble qualities. Allah ta'ala make us those whose hearts are brimming with this hadith sharif and the Reality of this hadith sharif La yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsi Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq of adopting all the mubarak teachings of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and living his mubarak way of life Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin important hadith sharif that the person who recites la ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will grant him this great honor that he will be his face will shine like the 14th moon on the day of qiyamah what this means that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteous deeds and save him from sin and this will become the means of this great honor on the day of qiyamah so we should try and make this a part of our daily tartib daily practice that we recite la ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq recite the rushari la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah 
ഹമ അള്ളാഹു ജല്ല ജലാലുഹു അമ്മ നവാലുഹു 
الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واخفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت وصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت 
اللهم اغفر لأمتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم أصلح أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن أمتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إله العالمين الله most merciful, most kind, most gracious, most loving Allah Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us the true ummatis of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the love of the Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our lives like the, according to the Sunnah, Ya Allah. Make our hearts like the hearts that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with those beautiful qualities that he taught, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Adorn our hearts with that beautiful akhlaq that Rasulullah Wasallam taught, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove all the darknesses from us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with nur, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the nur of the hadith sharif, Ya Allah. With the nur of the hadith of La yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsihi. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with this, Ya Allah. Enable us to love it, Ya Allah. Enable us to be the well wishes of every single person, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to, Ya Allah, prepare for the time when Ya Allah will be laid in our covers, Ya Allah. And at that time, only what is in our heart will really matter, Ya Allah. Whatever our hands had, Ya Allah. Whatever material possessions we had, Ya Allah. Whatever all the other things we acquired, Ya Allah. Everything will get left behind, Ya Allah. What has gone in that heart, Ya Allah. What actions we did, Ya Allah. That is what's going to count, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to prepare for that time, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to prepare for that time, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at that time when the ruh is leaving us, Ya Allah, at that time nothing else is going to be available to us, Ya Allah. It's going to be Iman, Ya Allah. It's going to be Amal, Ya Allah. It's going to be all those good things that we have inculcated in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you fill our hearts with the good qualities, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of all the evils, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, at that time, what a barrier this will become, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, if our hearts are filled with all evil qualities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that might hold back the kalima, Ya Allah. That might hold back the kalima, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have brought about so many barriers for ourselves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you save us from all this, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, before we are laid on the, Ya Allah, the table, Ya Allah. And before the ghusl is going to be given to us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, what a time that would be, Ya Allah. It will be the lifeless body in other people's hands, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, before that, Ya Allah. Enable us to wash our hearts out of all sin with Tawbah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to wash our bodies and entire lives out from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to cleanse ourselves and prepare ourselves for that time, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the love of all the haram from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, full our hearts with the love of Ya Allah. All the beautiful a'mal, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with the love of salah, Ya Allah. With the love of the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. With the love of all the good actions, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, full our hearts with compassion and kindness, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with generosity, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with love, Ya Allah. 
fill our hearts with true muhabbat for one and all ya allah billahul alamin ya allah allah enable us to perform our five times salah with jamaah ya allah grant the tawfiq of such a salah with which you are pleased with ya allah billahul alamin enable us to recite the quran sharif daily ya allah enable us to make your zikr daily ya allah enable us to talk to you in dua daily ya allah billahul alamin ya allah grant us every good ya allah save us from every evil ya allah billahul alamin ya allah allah all those are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima allah remove every trace of their ailments ya allah those are in sick in hospitals ya allah give them complete shifa and afiyat ya allah bring them home completely recovered very soon ya allah billahul alamin ya allah all those in financial difficulties remove with the afiyat ya allah grant barakat in each one's rizq ya allah grant halal and tayyib rizq ya allah billahul alamin ya allah allah all those in debts ya allah enable the debts to get paid out easily ya allah Allahu alamin ya Allah all those who have passed away Allah Allahu alamin make their complete maghfirat ya Allah fill their qabrs with noor ya Allah fill their graves their stages in the akhirat ya Allah Allahu alamin grant the family members sabr jameel ya Allah ya Allah you become their guardian ya Allah Allahu alamin ya Allah at the time of our death ya Allah Allah take us to la ilaha illallah Muhammadur rasulullah Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah take us on tawbatan nasuh ya Allah Allah take us to the time you are pleased with us we are pleased with you ya Allah Allah make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah save us from the azab of the cover, Ya Allah. Allah save us from the azab of the cover, Ya Allah. Allah save us from the azab of the cover, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen grant us the shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah grant us the Mubarak water of Kawthar from his Mubarak hand, Ya Allah. Allah save us from the accountability of the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Allah don't take us to task, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen there is nothing we can present, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, Ya Allah, even our good deeds are like sunzi, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, what can we present? Ya Allah Ilahul Alamin out of your grace and mercy forgive us ya Allah grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah Ilahul Alamin ya Allah all those ya Allah who asked us to make dua for them all who have raised their hands to this dua ya Allah you are the know of each one's heart ya Allah you know each one's cry ya Allah Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah fulfill each one's joys needs from the khazana ghayb ya Allah Ilahul Alamin remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah remove all the anxiety sorrow depression ya Allah Ilahul Alamin fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon ya Allah Allah unite the hearts of the ummah ya Allah unite the hearts of spouses ya Allah unite the hearts of parents and children ya Allah unite the hearts of brothers and sisters ya Allah unite the hearts of family members ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ilahul Alamin ya Allah ya Allah all those ya Allah whatever efforts of deen that are taking place on the line of haq ya Allah you accept it ya allah make it a means of hidayat ya allah ilahul alamin throughout the world wherever the muslims are suffering allah you remove their pain and suffering ya allah allah blow the winds of hidayat to one and all ya allah grant hidayat to one and all ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all the good that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begged for allah we also asking for it ya allah whatever rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought refuge from allah protect us as well ya allah allahumma inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adhaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam antal musta'an wa 'alaykal balagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-'aliyyil 'azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in subhana rabbika rabbil izzati 'amma yasifun wa salamun 'alal mursalin walhamdulillah